1: A program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic. Welcome back, witches and wizards, to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria. Followed by my two co-hosts, uh, Nina and Courier. How are you guys doing today?
0: Doing pretty good. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, doing pretty good. Well. I'm I'm alive <laughs> <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, new job is literally making me exhausted to the point where I don't want to work anymore. And I wish, I wish I could just do this full time, just like Tom. So, so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Dream come true.
1: Yeah, but then I would have to, you know, buy my own healthcare and all that, and that's not cheap if you're not on a company's dime.
0: No, it's super expensive.
1: Yeah. Super. Well, luckily, Tom's wife makes, I don't know what she makes, but he's on, I think, on her healthcare or something. I don't know. Tom can talk to you about that. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, this week we are going to go into another bestiary episode with hippogriffs. So, so cute! I mean, we see hippogriffs in the films. We obviously we know about Buckbeak. We see him in the mm-hmm. third film. We see he, he's he's actually more in just Persian of Azkaban the books. He's actually in uh, Order of the Phoenix. And Deathly Hollows and I, th- he might. I can't remember if I can't remember on the top of my head if he's in, Half Blood Prince. No, he is in Half Blood Prince. Because when Sirius passes, uh, they renamed Buckbeak into, Featherwing or some weird name, and Hagrid, uh, was looking after him again. He's just on a different. Ah
0: uh, yes. mm-hmm. I well, can't remember
1: their name on the top of my head though. But yeah. And then, uh, obviously, if you play Hogwarts Legacy, you will definitely see hippogriffs in that game. Uh, they are majestic, great creatures; great way of transportation around the world. And you can breed them, so you get to see baby hippogriffs,
0: which are even cuter.
1: <laughs> and funny thing, so um, oh, what's the hippogriff that you get through the main story? I can't remember. What's it's i can't remember the name of the hippogriff on the top of my head um <laughs> oh shoot it's going to kill Re-bush me that. um but that hippogriff and i got had the pre-order onyx hippogriff from in the game and i bred them and i got a shiny hippogriff baby which is the best thing ever cuz he's like a silverish color it's the amazing. name of the
0: hippogriff the name of the hippogriff is a uh, high wing.
1: High wing. I knew wing was in wow. there. I just couldn't remember mm-hmm. like the first part. Yes. But yeah, let's kick things off. So, uh, hippogriffs were magical beasts that had a front legs, wings, and a head of a giant eagle, with the body and hind legs uh, and tail of a horse. It was very similar to another magical creature, the griffin, and the horse rear replaced with the lion rear. So. Hippogriffs and griffins are very similar to another, but they're literally just swap parts. And there you go. And then the breeding of fancy hippogriffs was an established a wizarding career with known breeders, including Newton's commander's mother. Images of fancy hippogriffs were sometimes put in, onto calendars. Fancy hippogriffs. I'm very one wearing curious.
0: Oh Oh, my gosh, that's probably what it is. (laughs) They
1: literally just dress up the hippogriffs. (laughs) Put them in like a half suit.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then a hippogriff was one rare possible corporeal form of the Patronus charm. Which we do know in in lore, uh, it is extremely, extremely rare for one to have a Patronus Mm -hmm. of a magical creature. But it is possible. I mean, there's. It is said that some wizards could possibly have dragons as their patronus, which would be interesting. Just, I mean, just think. Summon it in corporeal form. That thing has to be huge. Like, I mean, we see the biggest, like, what the biggest corporeal form we've seen is Harry Stag, and it's a full size stag. But just think, you know, a hippogriff, let alone a dragon in corporal form.
0: yeah. You'd be be terrified anybody
1: in front of you, regardless if it's a Dementor (laughs) or not. Right. So, we have their physical appearance. So, hippogriffs had the bodies, hind legs, and tails of horses, but the front legs, wings, and heads of giant eagles. With cruel, steel-colored beaks and large, brightly orange eyes, the talons on their front legs were half a foot long with And Deadly Looking, which we do know they are because Buckbeak took a scratch at Malfoy. Thank you for Mm -hmm. that. And then he also took a pretty good swing at Lupin when he was in werewolf form. Yeah. And then it was also stated that once one got over initial shock of seeing something that's half horse, half bird, once they started to appreciate the hippogriff's gleaming coats, which change smoothly from feathers to hair, hippogriffs come in several different colors, including stormy gray, bronze, pinkish ryan, gleaming chestnut, and inky black. Which, if you get the onyx hippogriff as the Praetor Venice for Hogwarts Legacy, you get... An inky, black, hip griff. gorgeous. It is gorgeous. He is gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> Personally, when I play the game, I'm always on a broom. But... The scene where you first meet Highwing Wing is really cool when you just feed him. But the first mm-hmm. time you actually fly just literally gives me Prisoner of vibes. Because mm-hmm. I literally went down to the lake, like top and just see if like high wing would like hit the water a little bit
0: with his foot i did the exact same thing he doesn't which sucks (laughs)
1: but it's close enough (laughs) so now we have their behavior so hippogriffs were carnivorous and were extremely dangerous until tamed which should only be attempted by trained witch or wizard the diet of the hippogriff consisted mainly of insects, birds, and small mammals, such as ferrets. They would sometimes paw the ground for worms if no other food was ne- uh, readily available. And we do know, Buckby ate a bat. He does. He did get a bat in Prison Basketball.
0: Yeah, didn't he hop up and grab it? Yep. If I remember correctly. That mm-hmm. he
1: did. Oh am. Yeah. And then when breeding, hippogriffs built nests on the ground and laid eggs on a single fragile egg. The egg usually hatched in 24 hours. Infant hippogriffs were capable of flight within a week but took many months before they were strong enough to accompany their parents on long journeys. So once they lay an egg, it literally just takes a day for it to hatch.
0: I think that's one of the fastest... (laughs) <laughs> Just a yeah. bird?
1: Like I mean, it's only half birds, so I guess that makes sense.
0: I still don't think it makes sense. I, I can't. Maybe I can't. Put I mean, the it's logic half bird
1: it. so it doesn't take only half of its body has to like form in an egg. Yeah, but you still have like the
0: <laughs> the claw, the four legs, <laughs> then uh. the, the wings. <laughs> No, I just don't ah. Remember. Who
1: knows? It's called magic it's for a region. A
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> so now we have etiquette. So when humans approach hippogriffs, a proper etiquette must be maintained to avoid danger. Hippogriffs were in- intensely proud creatures, and an in- individual must show proper respect by bowing to them, and waiting for them to bow in return before approaching. Eye contact must be maintained at all times without a single blink. Which obviously we see this in Prisoner of Azkaban as well when Harry approaches Bugbeat and does the whole bowing etiquette thing. And we see what happens when one does not do that. Malfoy, <clears throat> oh, <laughs> yeah, you take t- you get a like a you get a face full of claw. It's mm-hmm. which is yeah no and. I, I can't stand that scene with Malfoy, and especially the aftermath when he's like coddled and babied because of it and we know for a fact he's perfectly fine. Because it's a magical a world. You you do not need to be in a sling. Unless your things unless your arms broken, you don't need a sling.
0: <laughs> That's true. And I don't even think that. I'm pretty sure. Well, Madam Probably can heal bones super easily. She can no mend bones
1: in a like in yes. a heartbeat. She just can't yes. grow them, which obviously we get that in Chamber of Secrets, with mm-hmm. you know Harry have to re- regrow his bones overnight. But Malfoy just had a cut.
0: Yes, like it was he, all for show because he's melodramatic. Yeah,
1: because Malfoy. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because uh, speaking of Malfoy. I'm rewatching the flash on Netflix and I completely forgot Tom Felton's in season three of the flash. Oh yeah. Yes. He he's a full oh. on, he's a series regular in season three. That's the only season he's in. Um, but he is a reprising character in the flash on season three. And it's just, it's so weird because they they crack jokes and like nod things towards like Harry Potter but oh also, really? oh, oh no <laughs> easy. <laughs> Funny enough, if you go and watch a lot of Daniel Radcliffe's other films, there's mm-hmm. always a nod to Harry Potter somewhere. Always. Oh. Because the that 'cause one is tied to the character and you have Daniel Radcliffe. Obviously you're gonna put a nod of Harry Potter in anywhere because that's all the directors will ever do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. He is the face of Harry Potter
1: and forever will be until the reboot and god who knows well, how that's going to go so
0: mm. uh, i have
1: high hopes for it more for the fact each book will have its own season and each episode yeah. will be an hour long so we're going to get you know three times the Even content more. from the films but it all depends on cast just cast it correctly sure. that's all i ask though mm-hmm. they could do the epilogue correctly though
0: this is true Because then you can
1: just have the original actors just reprise their roles just for the epilogue and be done with it. And you don't have to worry about you know, having that awkward CG slash costume just change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That always works out so well. (laughs) Oh, so bad. It was so bad.
1: (laughs) But you can actually do it right for once and just have the original actors reprise their roles just for like one scene. There you go. Anyway, uh, Hippogriffs should be allowed to make the first move as they're uh, as that was polite, it offends it might attack. Hippogriffs were tamable, but only in experts in their care, such as Rubius Hagrid, care of magical creatures professor, and gamekeeper at Hogwarts. Although proud, Hippogriffs could also be fiercely loyal and protective of those who had earned their trust, as demonstrated by Buckbeak on the at least two occasions when he attacked Severus Snape in defense of Harry Potter during the Battle of Astronomy Tower, and again when he led Hogwarts' Thirstrels in attacking Voldemort's giants during the Battle of Hogwarts. At, I mean, at at the after the events of Deathly Hallows, Bunkbeak is a war veteran.
0: Absolutely, he's a war hero. Oh yeah, yes.
1: And then Hippogriff baiting was a section of wizarding law relating to wizards' inner and. In- Intentionally baiting hippogriffs into hostile behavior. this was known as an example of a hippogriff being let off. A book on hippogriff baiting was kept in the le- the legal section in the Hogwarts library. Yeah, so fun stuff with hippogriffs so far and yeah I'm, I'm just like- now like I'm just now imagining they need to like award Buckbeak with a medal.
0: Oh, for being a war veteran?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like, mm-hmm. he fought off Snape, and he fought like Voldemort's army with an army of thresholds at his command. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> duh. He had his own battalion, for crying out loud.
0: I think it's funny with the hippogriff baiting, it reminds me of... Um, I mean, it's not as funny, but like you can... You can bait moose, like if you feed moose, they become more aggressive to people around them. And all mm-hmm. I can imagine is people trying to feed hippogriffs and making them aggressive. In I mean, that sort of honestly, way.
1: you don't even need to have to feed a hippogriff to make it mad. Just That's run true. up to it. You could just look just, at it just, wrong. <laughs> just run up to it, or, yeah, look at it wrong, and
0: mm-hmm. you'll
1: get it plenty enough mad. <laughs>
0: yeah. I could just imagine that a hippogriff and a moose would be similar in size, too. And that would just be.
1: Terrifying. Uh. Yeah, no, they would be. I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you compare Just from the size beak, of
0: to and Harry, like, it's similar to size. Yeah, I,
1: seen, I, I would have seen. I would
0: think it'd be about as big as a car, easily, and would oh, yeah. get pretty bigger than a car, even.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at this time, we are going to take a short mid break. All right, now that we're in the mid-break of the show where we talk about everything to do with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore, uh, I just want to remind everybody we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash wizardworldlorecast where you can get ad-free episodes. You can even uh, join our $20 tier to where you can join us once a month on the show, talk about anything that you want to talk about. So that can go from crazy theories or really deep stuff up to what are you excited for the reboot if you're excited for the reboot if you have any questions or anything you can also uh follow us on discord at the rebuts Rated discord we do have a channel in the server for the show and as well as um if you want to leave reviews on spotify or apple that really helps the show if you leave a five star review on Apple with some words, nice words, we'll read it out loud on next time on the show. And if you leave a comment on each episode or a episode on Spotify with some nice words, we will read it out loud on the show as well. And then on top of that, we do live stream these episodes every Wednesday night at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, on Twitch, on my Twitch channel, Ben of Temeria, uh, we do stream these. this show. I stream my Holocron History show with my co-host Austin on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I'm starting to finally get back into game streaming. I streamed some... We're recording this on a Wednesday, so I streamed some Spider-Man PS... Well, it's technically PS4, but it's the PS5 remaster version. Because I went and saw Spider-Verse, and I really wanted to play Spider-Man again. And Spider-Man 2 is coming out this fall, so might as well. And Spider-Man 2 is going to be amazing, because they're finally doing the symbiote suit. You get to play as both Peter and Miles. The map is going to be two times the size as the current um, Spider-Man and Miles Morales games.
0: Jeez.
1: So they're adding Brooklyn and Queens on top of Manhattan in the game as areas to like play around in. And there's nine confirmed villains so far, let alone others that we probably haven't seen yet.
0: Wow. The game is going to be awesome.
1: They've already confirmed Peter and Miles will have their own specific side quest tied to them to where like you have to be that specific Spider-Man to do there'll be uh you can be either Spider-Man playing in the story mode unless it's a specific story setting to where it has to be a specific Spider-Man. Mhm. And they they're going way deeper in this game and it's going to be amazing.
0: That's good. Spider-Man needs its own really good game. It's such a wonderful wonderful story. Mhm. And Go See needs-
1: Spider-Verse uh the PS4 Spider-Man makes a cameo. Oh. Mhm. Oh, uh, nice. Sure. There are so <laughs> many cameos in that film. Oh my gosh, I would love to talk about it, but I'm not I don't like spoiling things for people, so I won't talk about it. Um, but other than that, uh I think it's a good time to get back into the show. All right. All right. Now that we're back from the mid-break, We have now Hippogriffs in the Wizarding World, so what do you need to do with Hippogriffs? You have to protect them. Because like all magical creatures, Muggles should not know what a Hippogriff is. Because knowing (laughs) Muggles, they'll do whatever they want to get their hands on it and exploit them.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, owners of Hippogriffs... Hippogriffs were required by law to cast a disillusionment charm on the creatures every day to prevent it being seen by muggles. Using hippogriffs for personal transportation was also illegal under the International statute of Wizarding Secrecy. So, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So, are you telling me we're breaking the law in Hogwarts Legacy? By riding High beat Or High Wing?
0: No, because you're still in the Wizarding World. You're not in Oh, ah, that's Muggles. That's fair.
1: That's a good point. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point there.
0: Yeah, everyone there knows uh, about Hippogriffs. Right? If you were to point. leave, then it would be different. Mm-hmm. Good
1: point. Good point. It's true. We don't see Muggles at all in Hogwarts Legacy. No. But now we yeah. have Hippogriffs at Hogwarts. So... A herd of hippogriffs were kept at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry Aunt Bot and Rufus Hagrid used them in the first Care of Magical Creatures class in 1993. Buckbeak was a hippogriff that was part of the Hogwarts herd and had many encounters with the trio during the course of their education. He lived with Rubius Hagrid and many other hippogriffs, but later sentenced to de- death due to the taunt, taunted and provoked Draco Malfoy In attacking him, Buckbeak was sentenced for the act by committee of the disposal of dangerous creatures, most of whom had been threatened by Lucius Malfoy, Draco's father, into voting for their verdict. Which Lucius is a piece of bad person. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he's a terrible person. (laughs) Hence, why he pretty much goes insane by the end of the series uh because it was fear of Voldemort but yeah no not a good person even though it was all Malfoy's fault Draco's it was yeah. all his fault it-
0: it's really unfortunate it it really is like a analogy to how people cheat animals when they become aggressive and they're just really just trying to be protective of their own personal being.
1: Well it's there's like that sending
0: somebody to death just because they're defending themselves. Like it's really quite awful.
1: Well, there's that and there's also the fact that, you know, the Malfoys being a an esteemed wizarding family for centuries and gaining the power they've had really shows mm-hmm. the corruption. In the wizarding world, and that's not a good thing.
0: No, and that also is a good reflection that I think J.K. <laughs> Rowling showed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one um, right there is a really good. One.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, granted, she's not the best of people in today's light, but she made yes. a very good analogy in the book.
0: Yeah, she was able uh-huh. to show a lot of other terrible things going on.
1: So, with the help of Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and her time-turner, Buckbeak escaped execution in 1994, and he came under the care of Sirius Black. Sirius kept Buckbeak with him on the run during the 1994-1995 school year, and later kept him in his mother's bedroom while hiding at 12 Grimmauld Place. And then after Sirius's death, Buckbeak came to the owned by Harry Potter through Sirius' will, though Harry... Allowed him to live with Hagrid, he participated in two battles of the Second Wizarding World, or Second Wizarding War, most notably. No, ugh, I can't talk. Notably, the Battle of Hogwarts. He also showed great affection and loyalty to Harry, defending him whenever he was endangered. And we do know High Wing exists during the Hogwarts Legacy time. Which you know he was a hippogriff and had a there was a herd of hippogriffs even during the eighteen nineties. It was it is 1890? yeah is the year. I'm pretty sure eighteen ninety is the year of Hogwarts Legacy. So you know you have a herd of hippogriffs during that time. High Wing is part of that herd. Friends Poppy. Um. And then you he gets captured by poachers and you and is her name natalie or
0: it's not it's close to natalie
1: something along that line uh natty yeah natty mm-hmm. some of the names escape me and i need to go back and actually finish the game uh but you can ac- you actually go and rescue high wing from these poachers with natty and actually fly with him and then you know after that he's your other utterly dedicated hippogriff companion forevermore
0: forevermore and you don't have to put a disillusionment charm on him
1: no you do not <laughs> thank god for that because <laughs> absolutely though we do know the disillusionment charm and we use it on ourselves
0: this is true is very handy in that game. It's one it of my favorite
1: spells. <laughs> and we never use it on anything else.
0: <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have some other appearances. So an onyx color hippogriff existed in the 19th century. During the Yule Ball Hogwarts in 1984, hippogriffs were mentioned in the Weird Sisters song, Do the Hippogriff. The song encouraged listeners to do a dance that drew the inspiration from the creature flying off of a cliff and swooping down to the ground. God, I don't... I want to know if there's actually legitimate lyrics for this. Because I need to know.
0: I'm just imagining what the actual dance is. That too.
1: Is it similar to the chicken dance? That's what I want to know.
0: No, I mean, you're swooping down. I'm just imagining you have your arms out like a bird, and you're just like going down with the beat. That's really how
1: I see it. So the chicken dance...
0: No, the chicken dance is like you just flap your arms. But you do go down. But like, yeah, not, <laughs> not really in the, Just your boogie, and <laughs> you go down.
1: <laughs> and then, in the winter of 1995, Sirius Black sung a Christmas carol. God Rusty, merry hippogriffs. Aww. And then a hippogriff was discoverable discovered by Mathilda Ripplehawk and her partner to be attacked by Gordon Horton, Quidditch keeper for the Chudney Cannons, while defending the nest and young in the Old Bell Tower. It was subsequently relocated. A hippogriff was part of the Circus Arcatane Archit- 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 Canis, which is basically you know a moving wizarding circus. That's all it is. Essentially, like you have the lion in the regular circus, well they have a hippogriff.
0: You think he also jumps through hoops?
1: Probably not. I don't know. I would with hope those not. wings. I doubt. No, I don't. I hope not. Well, he
0: could just do a little hop with his wings tucked in. Uh, that's true. But I don't know. He's too proud for that, in
1: my opinion. Oh, hippogriffs are way too proud for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the 21st century, adult and baby hippogriffs were caught in confundables caused by the calamity and had been rescued by volunteer members of the Statue of Secrecy Task Force, one such a was seen in Japan. Fun mm-hmm. fact, that it was the Harry Potter AR game that was cancelled after, I think, a year, two years. I think it was a year or two years after it was being released. mm mm-hmm. Yup. That game was not that good. They tried no. to compete with Pokemon Go and... They were way, way too late to the game. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Pokemon Go is only going to be like the number one top AR game ever. Period. Because Pokemon, absolutely,
0: and they, actually, they came they, out at the right time.
1: They did right before it was. It was right before COVID. It was a couple three years. years it before. It was, yeah, it was yes. years before COVID, and they came mm-hmm. out. They did come out at the perfect time, and they mm-hmm. connected to the games. You can move yes. all those Pokemon to the main games for your game. So yeah, they that was like the smartest thing they did. But fun <laughs> fact, Niantic is now working on a Monster Hunter AR game, which I am super pumped for.
0: Oh my so It's their first new monster game.
1: Hunter, it's their but new like, game. In like
0: it takes forever nine years. to beat a monster. If I'm gonna have to stand in place and swipe at a monster
1: <laughs> I've been playing Monster Hunter for over fifteen years, so I can't say anything.
0: No, I mean I don't get me wrong. I think it's a great idea, but if it's going to take us sl- like a long period, of time oh, oh, uh, oh, no, no, no. oh, god! It's not going to be, be, it's
1: not going to be like actual Monster Hunter, like lengthwise, because
0: like depending on your, like during your
1: equipment, like so in Monster Hunter, and this is a little side tangent. In Monster Hunter, in the game, you have 50 minutes to kill your target or to do whatever mm-hmm. quest you're on. You only have 50 minutes, not an hour not half an hour some, only 50 some of them are
0: longer some of them are longer
1: it, it depends generally it
0: depends it's, on, it, yeah generally but it's, it's going to be 50 I
1: agree. um and depending on your equipment that you have it could take almost all that time yes <laughs> Granted, if you've been playing for a long time like I have I have all their moves and everything like down and memorized so I mm-hmm. can easily avoid things and just kill it in like well in like 15 minutes and depending on my equipment less than that um also depends on what uh difficulty or what rank of the monster
0: yeah you're right that does I think there was a point in the game where it just got like really hard where you're just you just needed that like few more things get your equipment really good so then you had to fight at a lower level and it just took forever Yep. (laughs) But it is a very fun game. I highly recommend it if you're into that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, go
1: play Monster Hunter. It's on Game Pass on Xbox, and it's also on PlayStation that you can play. It's great. Yes. Go play it's it. It's a good time. And then, uh, for back to hippogriffs, uh, the last <laughs> thing we have is the etymology. So, derived from the Greek word hippos, meaning horse, and the magical creature known as the griffin, in this case, it was the body of a horse... And oppos- opposed to a lion, but keeps the head of an eagle. Yes. That's it. And
0: but, that's the beautiful hippogriff.
1: Yes. That is the beautiful, majestic hippogriff that we see in the third film and also get to fly on in Hogwarts Legacy. And yes. you can breed baby hippogriffs. Mm-hmm. Just remember that because they're <laughs> adorable. <laughs> they don't grow up which i didn't so you know playing through the game thinking oh i breed them i'm i'm assuming they'll you know mature and like become adults no they are forever stunted as babies
0: is that a bad thing though
1: no because they're all adorable
0: Yeah, see, that's where i'm going with it
1: yeah baby hippogriffs are adorable funny enough uh baby thrastrals are actually kind of adorable
0: I think a threshold is cute in general, but I just have a weird... But you know (laughs) what my favorite
1: magical creature is in that game? Please don't say Mooncalf. No. Okay. It's the Nifflers. (laughs) I forever will have niffler. I love Nifflers. I love Nifflers. They're literally just gold-digging platypus. Like, you can't go wrong with that. And they have their own little like pouch... With like infinite space, like for crying out loud! Like, yes, I want a, I want a Niffler, I want to have Newts Niffler. That's fantastic. Now, playing Hogwarts Mystery, and playing that mobile game. Sadly, you can't have a Niffler pet. You can have pets. You can have cats. You can have owls. You can have uh toads. But the oh, best, so like your personal. Okay. You can have your own personal pet. But well, no, you can have a niffler in the, um, ma- uh, magicology, Mag- class, where you like actually take care of magical creatures. Uh, you have like a whole thing that in the game that you can do with that. You can have a niffler. I think the niffler is like your first one, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, but as a personal pet, a crab, a crup, I think it's called a Krupp. It's it's just a dog just has two tails and it's adorable i won't he's the best boy (laughs) he's always the best boy
0: and i and
1: my character's an animagus and i can turn into a dog
0: you can be buddies
1: yeah we can play yeah mcgonagall just a reminder mcgonagall does not like you transforming on school grounds (laughs) Because there was a question, and awesome. was like, "Oh, I'll just turn into my an anima- my animagus form and like just spy on people." And then McGonagall was like, "Uh, no, you can't do that." He's like oh, um, immediately pointed me out, and I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot she can tell." Because <laughs> she's the one that registered <laughs> me as an animagus. Oh no, oh no. But anyway, that is all I have for this week's episode. Is there anything y'all want to add?
0: Nope, I'm all
1: good. Cool. All right. Well, we will see everybody next week. Um, I've have yet to decide what we're gonna do on it. Any any suggestions before we end the episode? Of what we should do next week? Any suggestions here?
0: Oh, don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't have a suggestion off the top of my head.
1: Okay. Well, we'll think of something. By the way, this was our 30th episode. Heck yeah. yeah I'm just kind of surprised that I've, like th- it's already gone this long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Holocron's been over a year. This one's going to be coming up a year in mm-hmm. September, I believe, is I think when we started this show. Yeah.
0: Time flies when you do a thing you enjoy.
1: This is true. Unless mm-hmm. it's my actual day job, which I don't enjoy right now. But anyway, <laughs> we will see everybody next week. And remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to Wizarding World Warcast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can follow us on Twitter at www.lorecast. And you can email us at wizardingworldlorecast@gmail.com.
0: at gmail.com.